Happy Friday here and welcome to another edition of Husker Online Headlines. Sean Callahan, Steve Sippel. Sip, it's a pretty vibrant Friday afternoon here in the lovely Haymarket of Lincoln. Um, it's great yeah. to be on here. Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty newsy. I mean, spring ball started and it's, I mean, you, you kind of forget how much goes on in a big program. Oh, with yeah. So much interest, so many new players with a new coaching staff. Oh, I mean, it's fascinating. So let's get right into it. We so yeah, headline number. So if you're not familiar with Husker Line headlines, we go through what we think are the five key headlines of the week. Um, and, and for us, number one, Frank Solich will be making his return visit to Memorial Stadium for the first time since being fired by former athletic director Steve Peterson 20 years ago. And you got to give Trev Alberts credit in this sense very persistent because trust me, and you would know this as much as anybody, people have tried to get Frank Solich back and he's not wanted to come back, rightfully so. It's been very, very difficult. He came back in 2018 for the Outland Trophy to receive the Tom Osborne uh, Award in 2012. He was inducted into the Lincoln Southeast Knights Athletic Hall of Fame, um, yep. but nothing with Nebraska. Well, right. And I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think I want to say it's been I think he's over the fire into a large extent. I don't think it's that. I just think it's not his personality, Sean. It's, I mean, I, I know there's, everybody's a little different, right? People are different. Frankson is the type of guy that doesn't want to be the center of attention. And I guarantee, I know Frank pretty well, covered him for a lot of years. And we had a really good relationship. I know him. He, he just doesn't, he's not the type of guy that wants to be the center of attention. I, my guess is this will be a rough weekend for him. I mean, uh, some guys like it. They like, they like that sort of adulation and they like to have the spotlight on him. That's not really Frank. Um, so yeah, Trev did, you said the critical word, um, persistence. Yeah. Trev had to be persistent. Yeah. And that's one of his strengths as an yeah. AD. Yeah. Um, is persistence. I mean, Give me some examples. Okay, let's go back to University of Nebraska, Omaha. Baxter Arena, the baseball fields there. I mean, mm -hmm. he was persistent to get the money to get those things built. Like, a lot of people are like, why is UNO building this? Well, he got it done. What about Dean Blaze? Dean Blaze, Blaze yeah. turned down UNO multiple times. Mm -hmm. And Dean Blaze, when they hired him, I mean, he was a national championship hockey coach at one point at North Dakota. Yeah. And he got him to come to, to Omaha to coach hockey yeah. um, after being told no. And then, you know, you fast forward to Nebraska, Matt Rule, and, and you know as much as anyone, that was not smooth. I mean, there, there, no. and I know there are some people out there that wanted, oh, it was a done deal. No, it wasn't. I mean, no. it, it went down like Thanksgiving was Thursday night. Wednesday night, it was still pretty heated. Right. I mean, Trev himself has described the process that, that led to the ultimate hiring of Matt Rules being arduous. It was an arduous, arduous, however you pronounce it. Um, it was arduous. It was difficult. It was, he was tested. I mean, there was times, well, as you know, because we used to talk about, I remember during the process, there was a time where it was done. It wasn't going to happen. I mean, there was a, and then they shifted off to talk to Lance Leipold and they shit and other, right. and other candidates. Right. There was a time when it was, it seemed like, you know, one of my sources said it's over. And now I remember telling you, okay, this person said it's over, but I wouldn't say it's over quite yet. They could circle back, and that's what happened. So, yeah, Trev, Trev had to be really persistent in that. And you're right. That's Trev, And Trev has talked about that publicly. That is one of his foremost qualities. He doesn't. He's dog. No. I mean, he's a salesman. He's not going to take no for an answer. That's it. 
And if you've, you've, I've been around salesmen. Um, I've tried to recruit you a few times in your career. Right. And they don't, the good ones don't take no. They don't. I've had to tell various, I mean, (laughs) hang the phone up. Yeah. They, uh, good salesmen don't, you sometimes you have to tell them no 10 times. I mean, and that's, I think Trev maybe has learned that, you know, he's, he's, he was in that Omaha business community. There are people that have influenced him over the years. And I wonder if that's part of it. Like, don't, don't take no, you know, and he didn't take no from Frank and Frank I'm sure coming Frank back said no at first. Oh, I, I, there's no doubt about it. I mean, I no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, April 22nd, Frank will be back here and it'll be, I think good. I think it'll be, you know, we, we talk about being cathartic and it'll be a healing thing. I guess I don't, there's young people that don't even know what we're talking about, but it was a definitely a rough time in a program in 2003 when Nebraska fired a coach with a 58 and 19 record that had just beaten Colorado and finished nine and three. Now, some people would listen to that and go, what are you talking about? How does that even happen? But it happened. Yeah. I'll never forget, and we traveled together 20 years ago to the Alamo Bowl in San Antonio, <laughs> mm-hmm. 03. Um, yeah. We saw Jeff Smoker at Denny's. Yeah, that's, a, that's a story for a whole other uh, yeah. show. Yeah. And for some reason, Jeff Smoker was at Denny's. I don't know why, but he was. We were on a budget. It was late night. We had a, we worked late, but yeah. Frank called you, and I was with you, and, and he called you in the hotel room the morning after the game. Yeah. And you know it was so hard for him to watch that bowl. He didn't watch the bowl game. I mean, they, they beat Michigan state in that Alamo bowl. Yeah, he did. You're right. I got, not, called, you're jogging called, my memory right now. He yeah. called you. Yeah. And he goes, did we win? Yeah. And, and you, you were the first person I was startled and you told him and he yeah. goes, did they, did they run the play to Fluellen? Isaiah Fluellen, like the play action. Cause he was a really big speedster receiver from yeah. Germany. Absolutely. And he, and they said, yep. And you're good. Yeah. I knew they would run that one. I mean, he, but that's, that's you how, have an amazing memory. That's sure. how hard it was for Solich. You didn't watch the game 20 years ago. You couldn't watch that game. Do you know the other random tidbit over that timeline before Ohio? Mm-hmm. Do you remember like literally he took the army job for like a day? I remember vivid, vividly. And the press release was like out and like it was, it, it was uh, did it get out? That's I don't know if it got it kind of did. It was written. It I don't. But, uh, no, I remember vividly. He really wrestled with that. So what we're talking about is, um, after he was fired in 2003, he did. He had an opportunity to become to Army, go right to Army to go right to Army to be the head coach, and he really wrestled with that. Um, and I don't, I can't remember the. <laughs> I'm sorry, Sean. I can't remember the exact reason you sprung this on me. I can't remember the exact reason he turned it down. Um, but he decided to sit out. Um, he decided to sit out. He went all around the country. The season. Yeah. And he went on a little tour uh, and saw some things. And um, then, you know, eventually was offered the Ohio job for the 2005 season and took that and and then had a, a lot of success at Ohio. Turned around the program that hadn't had a winning season, hadn't had a winning season in a quarter century and and went to several bowl games, 10 plus bowl games, and won a few Mac East titles. Never got the outright title. Never won had, the Mac title. Had a couple teams that probably should have won the Mac title, but I mean, it's had a, a great career there. It, it had a great career. They named, you know, it's now Frank Solich Field in Athens, Ohio, where they play. So, yeah, it's, and now, so yeah, tip your cap to Trev for making this happen. Tip your cap to Trev, but tip your cap to Frank. I mean, that Frank, I mean, he had to decide to do it and he's it's a Sean come on let's be honest here 
or let's just call it what it is. This is a pretty selfless act in some ways by Frank. This is not his preference necessarily. It's a nice thing, and he'll. I think he'll feel good about it um, when it's all said and done. But this is not his. I mean, this is not. I don't think it's easy for him at all. I envision though, like we just saw Crouch there. I envision players like Crouch, you know, walking out there with him. That'll be the beauty of this, and that'll make it. And that would probably put it, that'll probably put it over the top for Frank in terms of making a beautiful experience. It's the players, his former players. I mean, he's. Amon Green. Yeah. Well, I mean, a long line. I mean, you go down to all the running backs. He was the running all, backs coach. Well, he was a great running back coach. He was two running backs coach coaches, what Bill Callahan is the offensive line coaches. Frank was a was one of the best. Well, I mean, maybe I mean one of the best to ever do at the college level. But Frank, now remember, Sean, remember for a long time we would go over to the Hawks Championship Center and they had those banners of the conference champions. And the last one was 1999. They took them down, right? They, yeah, they yeah, because the last one was 1999. You don't want that up. I mean, that's it. Just got too far. And I remember I, I so many times going over to practice and looking up at that and being astounded. A decade went by, and I'd look up there and go, you know, 2008. Look man, at Bob Stoops there, man, man. They haven't won a conference title since 99. Then it got to 2015. Oh, Jesus, it's still up there, you know. So yeah, he had that team. In '99, that closed the deal against Texas, won the big the Big Twelve title, and that was a great team at the end of the season. It, it was arguably the best team in the country at the end of that season. So, and you know, he had the big win against Oklahoma. He had, I mean, he had some pretty monster wins along the way. Yeah, they, you know, '99. That was my first season covering the team. Okay, covering the team. I was a student, uh, but I said to myself, "Man, it's going to be fun. There's going to be a lot more of these type of games." 99 yeah and, and that was it that was so maybe i'm the jinx yeah no you're not the jinx All right. no you trust me there's a lot that went wrong in that program hi it's sean callahan with husker online we all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing but they also can be amazingly distracting especially when we're around other people so u.s cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five that's right a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. All right, we'll talk headline number two. I mentioned uh, Eric Crouch and players like that walking out with Frank Solich. One player that probably won't be on the trip now out there is Dominic Riola, as Chad Simmons of On3 has reported that hmm. Uh, Dylan Raiola and the Raiola family probably will not be coming as of now to either the Nebraska April 22nd spring game or the Oregon April 29th spring game. And then to kind of add to the drama, Raiola has changed some of his um, Twitter pictures. Um, he's got a picture of him with a towel that has the, the Georgia Bulldog logo or the Georgia G on it um, as a, one of his Twitter pictures now. And then on top of that, Steve Sipple, uh, Matt Rule, Nebraska's head coach, began following a new quarterback mm -hmm. this week, Dante Reno, mm -hmm. um, who is from Cheshire Academy. I got that right, by the way. It's not Cheshire, but Cheshire Academy. Yeah, Cheshire, yeah. Um, where Nebraska hosted three players from there last weekend that we talked to in this very office. Um, but Dante Reno now being followed by the staff. He was a Satterfield quarterback, four-star 
um, committed to Satterfield at South Carolina, still committed to the Gamecocks. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot there to process, Steve. Well, <laughs> Sean, there is. Um, <laughs> I, I think the the I mean, some of this is the focus now for Dylan Rayola is upcoming spring practices as new school. He's moved, he's moved high schools. So they have spring practices. They, okay, and, that, and that's notable because not every state allows spring practice. Right, so he's having spring practices. He wants to be involved with his new teammates, I'm sure. And then he's also going to a Los Angeles-based quarterback trainer. And that was I, – I, now that's the one thing I have talked to Dominic about, oh, in recent – it was a couple months ago, actually. But it was really important that they hook up with this group, this – and this trainer. So that's April. So nothing in April. Um, he, you know, he still has an official visit that's been set for Georgia in June. Okay. Now that's the only official that's been set, right? Georgia. Now I think he's going to try to, according to Chad Simmons, he, he and his family are still looking into locking in official visits to USC, Nebraska, and Oregon. Nebraska is still much, very much in play here. Um, it's not, the decision's not going to be made. It'll be made before his season starts, but this is a summer decision. It looks like, you know, what's interesting though is, and he's different. I get it. He's the number one quarterback in the country. His timeline can be what he wants it to be, but most quarterbacks are committing right now until like early May. It just doesn't typically go this deep with quarterbacks. Yeah. It's Um, going to, and and they want to go deep with it. And you know, that opening weekend of June, I mean, you, you want you want your quarterback around because he's going to help you get other recruits. Right. So there's a lot of there, and, and that's why you wonder about this new quarterback follow by Matt Rule. Are they already kind of trying to think about a plan B just in case um, things don't go? Um, in you know, will Riola take that official visit to Nebraska? Or will he commit to Georgia after the official visit there? Well, yeah, that's the the kind of the next thing to watch for is. Is will Nebraska get an official? It sounds I I think he'll Nebraska will get an official. Is it a big deal that that Dylan's not going to be at the spring game? I'm saying no. He's been here a lot. He's no, been to Nebraska a lot. In, in a lot of ways, the basketball game that he attended during the quote dead period. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that was like a spring game. I mean, yeah, he, he got, knows how much he's valued. he's valued here by the fan base. He doesn't need to hear that again. He knows what the spring game's about here. I I don't think that's a big deal. Is the towel that he's wearing on his Twitter? Maybe, are you sure that's not Gatorade? Um, I, maybe it's George. It's gross high Cougar G. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but I um, I think Nebraska's still in play. I I don't know. And you remember, but Dom hasn't responded to you, right? No. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't. I'm not. Yeah, I don't know what. I mean, no, because you've reached out a couple of times. One time. One time. Okay. Yeah, one time. You haven't heard back from Dom. No. Um, and what does that mean? It probably just means he doesn't want to do a bunch of interviews. It's getting down to a point where anything he says, people are going to try to read into it. So so maybe he's just approaching it that way. Um, or maybe that on three rating didn't sit very well with him, maybe. Um, hey, that's not our call. <laughs> I know. So I, it's interesting to me. What I would tell you, Sean, is trying to read the mind of a 17-year-old, 16-year-old, whatever he is. I mean, I People ask me all the time, what do you think he's going to do? I mean, I can't read his mind. I don't I don't know. You can't. Who knows? We're all trying to read tea leaves. Some are trying to read them harder than others. I really don't try. What I'm looking for next is, in addition to Georgia, what will the official visits be? That's that's the, the key for but me. But will he take them all, too? Well, that, too, yeah. Because what if Kirby 
says, Hey, we, we want you, but we got to kind of know right now. I <laughs> can you play hardball like that with the number one quarterback in the country. If you think you got him, you can. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe that's what Kirby does. Kirby, Kirby's formidable. He's a formidable recruiter. He really is. If anybody, if you've seen him interviewed, um, you understand why. And then, well, if you've seen their program, you understand why. It's a recruiting machine. So, yeah, I mean, if I were a Nebraska fan, that would make me nervous that that Kirby's this intent on landing Dylan Rayola. Um, so, but and again, I just got to keep of, saying it, Sean. I'm going to keep saying it. Nebraska's, Nebraska's in the conversation. And you, you've seen um, you know, some notable, like Steve Wolfong from 24-7, who does a great job covering national recruiting. He, he put in a crystal ball to Georgia, but he has switched his, like, multiple. I mean, like, that's kind of what's going on. There's been a lot of national pundits mm -hmm. that have switched their picks mm -hmm. um and <laughs> it's gonna continue all right let's go headline number three you ask yourself the question what would last recruiting weekend mean for nebraska well last weekend has already delivered some big news headline number three the nation's number one offensive tackle brandon baker yes will be making a return visit to lincoln for the april 22nd red white spring game this my friend is a very good development for the huskers well it's i mean i hope people understand what we're talking about here again the number one the number one offensive tackle in the country um according to on three um and it, which is an industry which measures the industry the, all the rankings yeah combined. thank you sean um <laughs> he he was clearly taken by his trip to nebraska um two weekends ago last weekend last weekend. Was, last weekend it was he liked it here and i mean we've met him and i've thought about this a lot we met him and you met him a little more than i did but i he, i i'm not surprised he liked it here he's 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 pretty low-key guy he's not glitzy cerebral he's a he's a prototypical offensive lineman to me mentally and that he's like I said, cerebral, pretty laid back, but also he's got that tenacity. So I'm not surprised, I guess, that he liked it here because of his nature, you know, not glitzy. He's a pretty businesslike young man, wouldn't you say? No doubt. I mean, he's going on a lot more trips and, and Chad yeah, Simmons lot. De detailed that. And there's one on there that's not even on there right now, but he'll be at Michigan April 7th and 8th. Um, he's going to be in Tennessee when a seven on this seven, weekend, the seven on seven teams going out there. So he'll be out there this weekend, right? Florida state, April 11th, Georgia, April 13th, Texas, April 14th, 15th. And then he will be at Louisville, the 21st and then Nebraska, the 22nd. It's a lot. It's a lot of I mean, visits. These high profile guys, it, it is amazing how many trips they go on in the spring. Now I know now he's got to dial it back pretty soon. And, and what he said that's fascinating, okay, he, you know, he gets five officials, right? So he wants to take two this summer, one during the season, and then two after the season, the football season. Now, if I'm Nebraska, what I'm, if I, if I read that, or he tells me that he's going to take two this summer, one during the season, two after the season, I want him there during the game. I, I'd try to, I'd try to say, Hey, you want to take September a September home game? You want to take a visit during the season? How about come to Lincoln? Come, come see our game. Come see our game day experience. That's, I think that's how I'd play it if I were in Nebraska. The challenge is, can you know, getting a kid from LA in 
you know, for it's got to be a night. I mean, because it's hard to travel on a Friday, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you play Friday. Sure. So, you know, you've got to kind of, there's a lot of things that go into it. Yeah, that's a good point, Sean. It's it's not a direct flight. I know he constantly, well, there is a direct flight. Is there? Um, to I mean, Santa Ana. Uh, but LAX goes to, to to Omaha direct. Okay, well maybe the Lincoln Airport. By the way, they didn't they didn't add the LA flights, but uh, they've added a lot of new flights in Lincoln this week that are going to be great for travel and recruiting. But um, I know Brandon contemplated on making April twenty second an official, but I think he wants to wait, which is good news for Nebraska. I think the fact that he wants to come back again is the key. Oh, I think that's absolutely three visits to Lincoln. I'd say the chances to get a guy go up immensely. Right now. Again, back up and zoom out. Like people are saying, why are you guys talking about so much about this Brandon Baker? Well, he's, again, number one offensive tackle in the country. Um, this is a game. This is a game changing type get if you can do it. Um, high profile and, high school program, and we're not talking about it. I hope people understand. We're not talking about if we if if we think they don't have a chance. No. We we met him. I thought at that point he did. And then comes this news that then subsequently we learn he's going to be here for the spring game. And he said, he's quoted in the on three articles saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm considering Nebraska as one of my officials. So Sean, he's going to whittle his list down to 11 or 10. And then he's going to announce his officials. I think he'll, you know, that now the next thing you look for is, is Nebraska among that top 10. You know, that's what you look for now. Right now, my guess is, yeah, it will be. Now, then then there's another cut you got to get to, which is the five officials. We'll see on that. And he might hold his announcement all the way until the All-American Bowl. Yeah. It, this 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 is a long road. It'll be a long road. You're going to be waiting for a while. Yeah, and, and he can do that. And um, I can just tell you this, though. He, he was moved by the visit. And when Nebraska first began recruiting him, he wasn't even going to consider Nebraska. No, he, they did a good job and he liked it here. And he said this, this is what he said. So, so you just don't think me and Sean are full of it. He told just as Chad Simmons, he told Chad Simmons, my visit to Nebraska really surprised me in a good way. He said, it was kind of a shock to me. He said, I'll be back for the spring game and they have a chance to get an official visit. The environment around the staff was great. They really gel well together. And Coach Matt Rule is doing something really good down there. Yeah, so the staff, I'd say particularly Rule, has made a good impression so far. You know. All right, headline number three. Let's get back to Nebraska spring football. Spring football movers and shakers. Um, we're almost halfway through the spring. Saturday will be their seventh of 15 practices, and we'll talk more about practice seven yeah. in our next headline. But – um, let's talk about some guys, Steve, that have had some big springs that have maybe made some moves. Um, I'll throw one out right away. You get the sense Omar Brown. Um, and I don't think they hide it. The players that they bring up to speak to the media, I do think that's by design. I think Matt Rule and his people probably you say, yeah, these guys can speak. Rule to knows them. who's talking to the media, trust and me. And they're not just going to throw somebody that's not right. having a good spring up there. Right, 100%. So Omar Brown is playing safety and rover. They have that new rover position. So there's a new position over there that we're all sort of trying to get a handle on. Fifth defensive back. It's more probably it's closer to like a linebacker. Like a nickel? Yeah, yeah. It's – I don't know. I don't want to act like I know because I haven't seen it myself. It's a grease board out, Steve. Yeah, I don't got the grease board. But it's a (laughs) – The guys that you see there, 
are um, like my, I think Miles Farmer's playing a little bit there. Omar Brown, um, a lot of the guys that are playing safety can also play rover. So now Omar Brown to me fits it pretty well from the standpoint as you saw him yesterday. He's a bit he's a big safety. He's a big dude. I mean, he's the guy who carried. Teddy Prohaska on his back, who Teddy weighs 310 pounds in a drill. He carried Teddy. And if you see him, he's a, he's a, he's a big defensive back, Omar Brown. So I, I think he definitely belongs in that movers or shakers category. I think Gabe Irvin has to, I'd say Gabe Irvin leads the list. Yeah. The running back. And it's funny, you know, with a new staff guys that you kind of always knew had some ability, but didn't get an opportunity last year. Omar Brown being one, but Gabe Irvin, another, I mean, you think about, Gabe Irvin's true freshman year in four games, he played over a hundred snaps on offense. All of last year, he was healthy for all 12 games. He only played 57 snaps. Last well, year. I, yeah, right. I mean, I, we'll see. I'm not going to hand him anything. I don't think you should. No, he, I'm not, hand, but it's amazing. He went from being the first true freshman in school history mm -hmm. to starting to start. to start an opener mm -hmm. to only playing like 57 snaps. Well, it's not amazing when you say, when you think about it this way. They brought in Anthony Grant from outside. They brought in a junior college guy who clicked. And then A.J. Allen. And A.J. Allen they recruited. And A.J. Allen was good. Sometimes you get past, you know. And, and in the games, it wasn't like Gabe Irvin broke out in games. I thought he was a little – too aggressive sometimes i don't think he waited tried, for his, tried too hard yeah a kind, yeah a little bit oh yeah just a little too yeah a little too over aggressive running the ball didn't wait for things to develop he's that way he just wants it so bad he's that type of guy he really wants this and see that's what that's what rule is seeing gabe Irvin. now we've met him we met him remember we remember met him last summer he is a high energy high want to running back nobody's forcing Gabe Irvin to play football. I mean, Gabe Irvin is a football player, and coaches are so much appreciate that. So we'll see. I mean, he's got Sean, he's six foot, 220, and he's one of the fastest players on the team. He's 220, and he's one of the fastest players on the team. Okay. That says you, that tells you a lot. Yeah. Malcolm Hartstog, another guy. That, oh, yeah. And, and, you know, we knew he was a good player last year coming in as a freshman and doing what he did, but. I think it's kind of been solidified by what this new staff thinks of Malcolm Hartstall. They're moving him around. I mean, he's not just a corner. They, I don't know what if he's playing rover or not, but it sounds like he could be at times. He's definitely. They're moving him to safety at times. They're moving him all around. Um, so that'll be. We've talked about that. We don't need to. We don't need to jump into that too far because we've talked about. It, but where will he land? Well, he's going to land in the starting lineup. All right. You you know when Nebraska goes to Minnesota. Malcolm Hartsog will be among the 11 defenders on the field. It's just a question of where. What about MJ Sherman? I mean, his interview and, you know, I, I fascinating was, interview. I was able to talk to MJ at our recruiting event at St. Michael's. And, you know, that night, I'll never, the crowd that night was moved by MJ, his story and just his, just the way he presents himself. And, you know, he's, he's very wise and mature. He's, he is. He made the, not the joke, but he's like, I've got a lot of friends that are millionaires now. He is, he again, hungry. I'm sure a lot of his appeal is his level of hunger, his level, his, his appeal to the coaching staff. He wants, you know, he makes no bones about it. He wants to acquire generational wealth and, you know, and I, I, not, not necessarily with football, but I think it's obviously his preference is to do it by being a, by being an NFL player. Now he wants to be a great football player. And he's 6'3", 250, <laughs> okay, and he can move. Now, again, that's very appealing. 
right? And he's smart. You can tell he's a smart football guy. Um, it, the pe- the picture's really good. In fact, those guys they brought in, unfortunately, I will say they look a little out of place because they look so good. They look like chief kind borders. Of that, yeah, chief borders is like the, this. It, it's like I I hate to say it, but it, you know they look like SEC players that have that that took a wrong we'll turn our, to Lincoln. You know like the uh, racetrack analogy. They look like a thoroughbred that just shows up to the Columbus racetrack. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I mean, not that Nebraska. See, that's the thing you've got to be careful with that because it's Nebraska has its share of good looking athletes, but those guys are high end no and every every coach in the big 10 west the last few years would say nebraska getting off the bus was as impressive looking as a team in the west that's that's yeah that's why i don't want to go too far with that but man borders and sherman are impressive now where will sherman play where will borders play what we're starting to learn about this defense is it's hard to predict movable parts yeah they move they move guys now there's Hand guys down moving around. in space yeah he might rush up the middle mj sherman i'm talking about now he might rush up the middle. They might put him on the edge. Um, so I, it's when 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 people say, "Well, what what position?" <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah, and, and I've seen Tony White present kind of some concepts on the scheme, and he said that they'll try to find matchups and weak spots. Yeah, and then they're gonna they're gonna move guys around in games to exploit to attack the weak spots. Yeah, and the three three five is what did he say? Uh, um, MJ or whoever said this, yeah, this really the, the philosophy of the scheme is attack the football. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's not necessarily Novel. groundbreaking. No. Um, <laughs> but it's see ball, get ball. It's that type of defense. Maybe what you'd say is, well, we can say this where Chenander's defense went wrong. And that's not, this is not me and you just dreaming this up. You talk to people, I talk to people where Eric's defense went awry is he was asking them to do too much. He was. I don't, I, I, you know, I do a radio show with the guy who succeeded him. Um, the kids were thinking, and you saw it. You could see it during the games. If you look back at the North Dakota game, look at how many the times. First half. Yeah, look at how many times the guys just look confused, right? And they gave up those 60-yard, 50-yard runs in the first half to right. North Dakota. Look at how many times feet weren't set at the snap. What, what, what Bush did right away was say, we're going to have our feet set at the snap and our eyes in the right spot. Okay. We're not going to, we're not going to try to do too much. Eric, I now, and again, this is not just pulling this out of nowhere. I sat with Eric before the spring. And one of the things he said was we can be complicated because our coaching staff on this side has been together uh, and we have veteran players. So we can be complicated. I think he got too complicated. Well, and you think about what they lost. Deontay Williams, JoJo Dolan. They lost those guys in the back. Markel. Markel they had four six-year seniors. Yeah, he lost talent. When you had four 24-year-olds on a defense. Yeah, it helps. And then those guys all left. I mean, you, you saw what JoJo and JoJo and, could play. And Ben Stilley. Those guys could play. I mean, Deontay was a good safety. Deontay Williams would have been – I think he would have been an NFL player had he not hurt his knee. Dismuke wasn't going to play in the NFL, but he was a very good college player. and You could rely on him. Dismuke and Williams, you didn't practically didn't need to coach at that at late in their careers. They, they knew they knew what to do. So Deontay Williams initially was going to go to Florida or Georgia, I think, before um, you know. Then he got to Nebraska, but he was a Frank Solage recruit at Ohio way oh, way back. way back. Yeah, and Jimmy Burrow told me the defensive coordinator for Frank Solage that if he would have went to Ohio, he would have been the best defensive player in the MAC. Wow, 
that's saying something. I mean, so he, yeah, yeah Deontay was talented. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he, that, that interception he had in the Michigan game, you think about what some of those plays he made. Oh, yeah. Um, they, they lost that last year. Right. But, all right, final headline, Nebraska will hold their first true scrimmage of the spring on Saturday. Hopefully we get a lot of scrimmage reports. The coaches clinic's going on now too, Steve. So uh, you, you've got hundreds of local high school coaches that will be in attendance um, at the scrimmage as well on Saturday. And so I'd imagine um, if something big does happen, um, there's going to be a lot of reports. We'll have access to Matt Rule as well after the scrimmage. Injury information. There's been some you know, speculation about some maybe big injuries that have happened. Mm -hmm. um, our potential injuries that have happened, uh, I would imagine we'll get some of those updates on Saturday. Yeah, and, and we'll see what the extent of this the scrimmage is. If it'll just be a full live to the ground. Yeah, well, I, Matt was Matt Rule was sort of he didn't announce it this week as a it'll be a full scale all out scrimmage. The question I have in my mind right now is, are they ready for that? I mean, it's are I think you got to do some. Right, you better do. You better. You only get two of them or three. Right, of them. You right. can't. You can't just waste the scrimmage day. Right. So how far are they along um, with the offense? If I were an onlooker, I know. I know my thought would be, I'm not going to expect them to look like Alabama right now. I mean, this is they're very early in the process. If you're a coach watching, or if you happen to be watching, I, I my expectations would be somewhat limited, just because they're just in the very early stages of putting in their systems <laughs> this is a huge undertaking right now well then next week is easter week so they're only going to practice twice next week tuesday thursday and then they're going to be off mm -hmm. all the way until the next tuesday okay um so i would imagine april 15th which is the saturday before the spring game that will be probably their bigger spring yeah. scrimmage right day. this will be kind of like the introductory scrimmage the 15th will be in the red white game but you, you know what the red white game like are you going to try to hide a lot of stuff like every coach is a little different about that um oh by the way speaking of spring games did you see colorado sold their spring game out oh boy really yeah and nebraska's at fifty-two thousand tickets sold for the spring game yeah okay so just for context nebraska 52 colorado sold out i was talking to the illinois rider now illinois coming off a great season they're expecting fewer than 2,000 people. <laughs> um, it's interesting when you get into these conversations. As far as the scrimmage for Nebraska goes, I mean, one thing you definitely are watching is Sims, Jeff Sims, the quarterback. And you're watching that. You're always watching that position. Um, but right away, you want to see what that looks like, um, right? And if you're Sims, I, it's really important. You want to get a leg up now. I mean, that, that would be – I mean, that's got to be his mindset. Um, so it matters. It, don't when it matters. This stuff matters to a large degree Col for a lot of guys. Colorado, by the way, they're going to cap it at forty five thousand uh, because some of their other um, premium event spaces are already booked for other engagements. Um, so Nebraska is going to have more people than Colorado while their spring game. Right. So here's the thing about Colorado: they would draw nobody to their previous spring games. No, like. Fewer than two. ESPN's people. airing their spring. Oh, game. that's wonderful. Chris Fowler is going to call it with Robert Griffin. Remember, keep in mind, last year Colorado was one and eleven. Okay, and one of the absolute worst teams in Power Five, and maybe the worst team in Power Five. And they couldn't. It was getting a first down was news at Colorado last year. So I don't know. I don't know what Dion's going to be able to do. Is this? This is going to get really interesting. It's As the season nears, because pretty soon you got to line up and beat teams at the line of scrimmage. We'll see what that looks like. 
it's kind of amazing though the impact he's had that nobody else won after him besides Colorado. Well, I don't know if that's true. I, I mean, I think he wanted a job, and that was like the one that came his way. But like Power Five jobs. Well, I thought it wasn't. Didn't you hear his name at least connected to Auburn? Yeah, I don't think he was ever serious. So I don't know. See, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to pretend. A lot of ads, I think, are nervous to kind of, you know, when you only get usually only get one of these types of hires, you don't want to mess it up. So, well, a lot of people are saying right now that already what he's done at Colorado, he's worth it. Yeah, he's now on the now again premature. Very, I say that's premature. Like I've had somebody the other day tell me, simple, just look at what's happened right now. You can already say it's a genius hire. No, you can't. You can't say it's a genius hire until they start playing games. Now, what he's had is a, an enormous impact. You heard Gage, Gage Ginther, for instance, the kid from Fort Collins, a big offensive lineman in Nebraska's recruiting, say, yeah, it dominates the state. Like the headline, it's all the headlines are every day. It, it, it dominates discussion in the state. And that, that now there's a lot of value to that. There'll be a lot of media at their spring game. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, national media. Yeah, I mean, that will be like the spot to go for a lot of guys. Yeah, you're right. And then the, the Nebraska game, the home opener, but they, they play at TCU the week before Nebraska, and Nebraska's at Minnesota the Thursday night. So um, lots there to chew on. Oh, my God. Is there, Yeah, and again, I always say it to you. I wonder if people are going to get tired of us talking about Colorado. <laughs> All right. I'm not. Okay. We'll see. Well, hey, thanks for joining us again here on another edition of Husker Online Headlines. If you're not a subscriber to Husker Online, check out our website. Uh, we've had a huge month. Join the fun. $29.99 right now. Get you access until August 31st. Also, uh, make sure you like, follow us here on YouTube. Uh, we've added 8,000 new YouTube subscribers in the last year alone. Join the many that have joined our channel just over these last 12 months. Or you can download what you're watching right now on our podcast channels, anywhere you can find podcasts. Just type in Husker Online. For Steve Sipple, I'm Sean Callahan.